We all know that this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? On December 11, 1620, the ship called Mayflower, you ever heard of it? ship called the Mayflower landed in Plymouth Rock and 102 pilgrims stepped on the shores of this new world. Think about it. I can't even imagine what it must have been like as they stepped onto this country and there wasn't any of this. There was nothing. 102 of them, December 11th, stepped on the shores. That first winter, as you know, was devastating to them. Many of them lost their lives. And by the fall of 1621, 46 of the 102 had died. Every family had been affected. But the harvest of 1621 had been very bountiful and they were thankful. And so the governor, William Bradford, gathered them around for a feast of thanksgiving. As they gathered for that feast of thankfulness, not too far from the 46 graves, they lifted their voices thanking God for the food and thanking God that they were alive. For them, as they sat down to eat their Thanksgiving meal, they were thankful for survival. Thank you, God, that I'm alive. What does Thanksgiving mean to you? Food? We are having a lot of food this year. Food? Family? We have family come over this morning. Family, good. Football? Can we give a watch? Boise State football, okay. Days off work? Days off school? What does Thanksgiving mean to you? One day a year? Maybe one week a year when we talk about and think about being thankful. Is that enough for people like us? The Bible tells us that God's people should have an attitude of gratitude every day of the year. Every moment of every day. No matter what you're facing. No matter what's going through your mind. Whatever's going through your life right now. Whatever the burden is. The Bible tells us that God's people should have an attitude of gratitude. You can feel it in many passages of Scripture as you read through the Bible. One of those passages that is just thankfulness is all over this passage of Scripture is Psalm 100. In the Old Testament, Psalm 100, it says this, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You see, as you read through that verse... Each verse drips with praise and thanksgiving to a mighty God. The first verse says, shout to the Lord all the earth. Now, I know we don't do that anymore. We used to have people get their hankies out and run the aisles and go, whoo, and run all over and praise the Lord. We don't do that anymore. We're sophisticated. We're proper now. We don't want to freak anybody out that might come that doesn't know who we are. So we don't shout anymore. Let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. Still today, there is reason for God's people to stand up and shout. (laughs) 
Have at it, brothers and sisters. Pastor Chuck, are you telling me that we can shout even in, the, in spite of this burden that I'm carrying, that we can get excited and shout to the Lord even though that I'm going through a deep valley? Brothers and sisters, oh, my brothers and sisters, there is a deep level of relationship with the living God that transcends all our circumstances. And we can't help but shout for joy to Him who walks with us even through the valley of the shadow of death or whatever else is going on in your life. Woo! Now when I say three, shout with me, brothers and sisters. One, two, three. Woo! Not bad. Not bad for sophisticated people that want to be proper. You see, those who celebrated that first Thanksgiving, they celebrated in the shadow of 46 graves. And yet they lifted their voices to the Lord and said, thank you, God, for the food, and thank you that I'm alive. You see, the issue here is that everybody goes through difficult times. Everybody has tough valleys to walk through. Some, admittedly, tougher than others, but everybody faces tough times. But when we focus on the tough times, we're not thankful. But in the midst of our tough times, when we focus on God, we can't help but be thankful because of who He is. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Verse 2 says this, Serve the Lord with gladness. Not one day out of the year. Not one week out of the year. Serve day in and day out with gladness. God's people, in spite of what's going on in their lives, have an attitude of gratitude. I'm just thankful. Thank you, God, that I'm alive. Can the people around you, you know, at work or at school or at home, can the people around you tell that you are joyful? Do you have a reputation of being glad and joyful? Is your joy contagious? Is it, brothers and sisters? <laughs> There's an honest soul. Hey, be honest. No, I'm a crotch. I'm a, I'm a, cr- I better be careful what I say. Let's just move on. What verse am I on? Verse 3. Thank you, God, that you put up with somebody like me. Verse 3 says, know that the Lord is God. Let me say that again. Know that the Lord is God. You see, just that phrase alone ought to change your life. If you are living a life that knows that the Lord is God and what He says is true and His laws are on your heart and you obey Him in all things, that, brothers and sisters, is going to change your life. Know that the Lord is God. Know it. Believe it. Live in it no matter what. Eyes not on the circumstances. Eyes on God. He made us. We're His. That should mean something to you and me, brothers and sisters. That should impact our daily lives. That should impact our attitude. You see, knowing God 
I mean, like the Apostle Paul when he blurted out, I want to know Christ. (laughs) Knowing God, knowing Christ, changes people. We had examples of that standing before us this morning. That's the answer to what's going on in your life. Know God. Verse 4 says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Let me ask you a personal question this morning. How many of you walked into this place today with thanksgiving in your heart and praise on your lips? How many? Did it cross your mind? Praise God. Thank you, God, that I'm alive. (laughs) You see, brothers and sisters, did it occur to you at all in the recent days that we are blessed people? Anybody think about that? I've been to parts of the world that are bleak, that are poor. People are eking out a life. One day, if they miss their work, their kids die. I mean, it's, I was on a train in India, and this guy was walking up and down the, the hallway asking if he could shine shoes. And there were five of us guys there on this trip to India. This poor guy just walking up and down saying whatever he was saying. I couldn't understand him. But the missionary said he wants to shine your shoes. And uh, we were saying, how much does that cost? And he said, oh, it'll be about 50 cents each. 50 cents each? Let's all give him a dollar. And the missionary said, no, 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 no. Don't do that because if you do... At the next stop, there will be 30 more like him that heard there's five guys that will give them more than they're asking for and you'll be inundated. But the missionary said, you see, this guy, his class, his caste, if you will, they just try to get money wherever they can because their kids, lots of kids, are one day at a time, if they don't get some food, they are right on the edge. They live on the edge Have you ever considered, brothers and sisters, how blessed we are? Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to the Lord and praise His name. Why should I be thankful, Pastor Chuck? Why in the world should I be thankful? Verse 5, look at verse 5. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You see, the same God that my great-great-grandparents prayed to and trusted, my great-grandparents prayed to and trusted. The same God that my great-grandparents prayed to and trusted, my grandparents prayed to and trusted. The same God that my grandparents prayed to and trusted, my parents prayed to and trusted. The same God my parents prayed to... You getting the point here? That same God I pray to and I trust. And the same God that I pray to and trust, my daughters are praying to and trusting. You see, this blesses me, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Pastor Chuck, I didn't have that. Matter of fact, I don't even know any Christians that were in my family. The good news is you can start the legacy today that can go on for generations. The Lord is good. 
His love, His mercy endures forever and will follow your generations to come. Praise His name. The Apostle Paul expressed it this way in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, Let me say it again, rejoice. Why in the world would he say it twice? Well, he wrote this. He wrote this letter while he was sitting in a Roman prison. He was in Rome writing a letter to the church in Philippi, and he was saying, sitting in a prison, rejoice in the Lord always. And he knew he'd have to say it twice, because when they read it, they would say, but Paul, you're sitting in prison. So he said, let me say it again. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, which transcends all circumstances, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, focus on that. Think about those things. What does thanksgiving mean to you? Or let me put it another way. What does being thankful look like in your life? I guess you could say, or we should say, that thankfulness is a choice. We all face tough times. Thankfulness is a choice. It was a choice for those pilgrims in 1621, praising God for the food, thanking God for their lives with those 46 graves right there. They chose to be thankful. It was a choice of thankfulness for the psalmist who wrote, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. It was a choice with the Apostle Paul sitting in a dirty Roman prison. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. You see, thankfulness is a choice. What are you thankful for this morning? Anything? I know, having said that, that there's folks sitting here that have gone through some pretty rough days. But in spite of that, and I'm not minimizing that, it's tough, it's difficult, it's painful. But in spite of all that, what are you thankful for today? I pray that God would help us focus on that and Him this day. And in the days to come, if anyone on the face of this earth should be thankful, it should be God's people, no matter what. Father, come Lord Jesus, come to us, abide in us, sit right here with us, Lord, draw us in. We love you. In Jesus' name. You see, it's not my goal this morning to be a religious cheerleader. Maybe I sound like it. It's not my goal to be a religious cheerleader. It's just my goal to remind us that God is greater than what's the matter. That's true in your life. 
It's true in mine. That's what we need to focus on this morning. As we close in prayer, I just want to pray for you. And as I pray, will you think of something to thank God for and speak it out? Maybe in your mind, your soul, just speak out to God something that you're thankful for as I pray. Let's pray together. Lord, we come to you. We lift our voices in thanksgiving and praise. Lord, would you listen to the voices of your people as they take a moment and thank you? Father, we are grateful for all that you've done for us. We're grateful for what you've given us. We're grateful for this country. We're grateful for this community. We're grateful for this body of Christ. We're grateful for all that you have provided for us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to help us to focus on Jesus, to fix our eyes on him, and to live our lives in praise and thanksgiving for the God of all creation who's given us everything we need for life and godliness. Tough times come. Yes, that's true, Lord. But your grace is sufficient. And we're thankful for that too. And Lord, there's people sitting here today that are still suffering in many ways for many reasons. Would you just heal them today, Lord? Would you minister to my brothers and sisters that need it most right now, Father, as we sit here? Lord, we bow before you this morning, asking you to meet the needs of the people in this congregation, asking you to embrace us, wrap your arms around us, Lord, and help us to live lives that say yes to you. Father, there are people in our congregation that are hurting. We ask that you would be with Mark Brown today in the hospital. Touch him, Lord. We think of Linda Reeves and Robert Neville and Margaret Paulin and Barb Blasick. We ask, Lord, you'd touch them. We think of the others that need a physical touch from you, Lord. We pray that you'd go to where they are. We take all of our military people that are serving in harm's way, and we wrap them up in one little prayer here today, Lord. You know their names. I ask, Lord, that you would go to where they are. This whole list that's written in our bulletin, Lord, we ask that you would go to them and that you would meet their every need. Help them to know right now that somebody's praying for them. Bring them home safely to us, Lord. We pray for Alita Treach and her family and the loss of her father. But we're praising you that he's with you, Lord. We thank you for the fact that another soul has come home. And Lord, as we go out these doors this week, and many of us gather around tables filled with food, help us not only to be thankful, but help us to remember to pray for those in our world that are not as fortunate. And so, Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world that are suffering just because they walk with Christ. We pray that you would be with them these days. Thank you, Lord, for what we've seen and heard this morning. Thank you for my brothers and sisters that have come to worship. As we leave, Lord, help us to leave in the presence of the Spirit of God. Help us to lift up Christ every day, this week, every moment. In Jesus' precious name, and all God's people said, Amen. God bless you.